0: This is the Talk Radio Network. Welcome to Moments of Clarity with Tiffany Werner, licensed mental health counselor in the state of Florida. Moments of Clarity's mission is to educate and end the stigma on mental health through the inspirational stories of our exceptional guests. You can join in the show by calling Tiffany toll-free at 866-826-1340. Or on Facebook and Twitter at moc with Tiffany. Now, here's Tiffany Warner. Hi, and thanks so
1: much for listening. My name's Tiffany Warner. I am a licensed mental health counselor, and I'm your host. And today, I have a very special guest, specializing in treatment that is local in our area. Um, and we'll get into this for a second. First of all, I wanna say hi to Ed behind the glass at WTN. Here you are Ed.
2: Yep, you guys got it figured out finally.
3: <laughs> I was starting to take it personal. Then only my video didn't work.
1: No, no, I think it's I'm just glad to see you. And um yeah, no, don't take it personally. Okay. <laughs> well we're going to be talking about um some some very serious topics and um we always welcome live callers 866-826-1340 866-826-1340 and um, today's guest we're going to be talking about trauma and post-traumatic stress disorder and everything um my guest today has been practicing for over 14 years in both the united states and in europe and she's got her own practice that's called life solution services llc and um she does a lot of different specialties and does work with uh, a different, all different types of families um, and adults 18 and years and older, as well as the LGBT community and all sorts of things. And I want to welcome to Mom DeClary, Dr. Franco. Hi. Hi, Tiffany. Thank,
4: you, funny Thank nice. you so
1: much for being here. Thank you for having you. me. Yeah, it's an honor. And so being local, especially to the area that we're airing out of, um, Brandon, is just like... 30 minutes, maybe 40 from my office as well. I'm excited to hear about that. I always want some local therapists to refer clients to and to collaborate with. So this is an honor for me. So what? let's start from the beginning. All of us have a story of why we've become therapists and, and, um, and, Let's go back to your story um, and where you found your moment of clarity and don't forget
4: <laughs> have a bell. <laughs> um, I guess I always wanted to do this. You know, um, I was always very interested in the way the brain works and the way especially people work. So I always wanted to learn more. So when it was time to decide, you know, what I was going to do, I went uh, that route and Is I think it was a great decision because I still absolutely love what I do. So um, every time when I come to work, I'm happy. You know, I love what I do. Um, So I think it was a great decision. Yeah. Um, Well, what got you into it in the first place, though, like back in the day? Did you always want to be
1: a therapist?
4: Yeah, I think I always wanted, especially for what I was saying, you know, learning uh, more about um, people, you know, uh how people go through things especially i guess that's what kind of sparked my interest in trauma especially mm-hmm. uh, yes. um, absolutely and then you know of course uh, that determined also my choice for um further specializing you know in certain things especially trauma I will say
1: so, yeah, I mean, I'm a survivor of PTSD myself, and that's what caused me to be a therapist, is I lost of my parents pretty young. And um, and one of them, my mom died of a brain aneurysm, um, and I found her at age 18. And then I lost two grandparents, and then my father took cancer from Agent Orange. He was a Marine that fought mm-hmm. in Vietnam. So I always wanted to specialize with that risk youth. And, you know, that's kind of how my moment is. I was angry and went through trauma therapy and found out that we don't have to live with that anger or pain or, you know, things like that anymore. And it's very self-remitting, especially through EMDR and trauma care. And not just that, but just talking about what we're suffering with is so uplifting. In fact, I have a therapist myself. I think every healthy adult should have one.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah,
4: absolutely.
1: and so you you decided to open your practice um, in mm-hmm. Brandon and then do, did you grow up in this area?
4: No, no, I grew up in Europe. I came here about 15 years ago. So I'm not old. Sure. Uh, from Italy, from the Venice wow. area. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And what brought so you over I, here? My husband. <laughs> my husband was in the Air Force and was there in in my area, my hometown over there. So we met there and, and the rest is history. I'm here. He fell in love and
1: then he, he
4: crazy <laughs> across the pond. Right, so right. Yes, yes. And, and you so know, it, being, um, uh, having my practice was always a dream, but of course, you know, I, I went back to school, you know, to get my doctorate when I um, after a few years after I came here. Um, and then I had my kids, you know, they were little, so it was never the right time because you know very well how much work is involved, right, in creating your yes. practice. Um, so I had to wait a little bit, but finally, two years ago, I was able to do it and it's been just great. Yeah, it takes a lot. But what, 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 what's your uh, PhD in? Clinical sexology. Um, so I specialize. Right, right, which is uh, now exactly what people think. Uh, well, I, I specialized in sexual trauma. That's what I did. In fact, I ended up writing my dissertation on um, using EMDR um, specifically for sexual trauma. Um, and I also specialized in um, gender dysphoria. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: I mean, some of them go hand in hand. Sometimes I published a book called the There's a Light Within You That Never Goes Out. And it's uh, true stories of actual abuse, survivors um, of childhood, sexual abuse and incest. And it's a self-help book um, yeah. that's free to download on childabuse.com com or on my Amazon or whatever, everywhere, um, because it's more common than people think. Unfortunately, Absolutely. a lot of people Absolutely. think that they're the only ones and they come in with undeserved shame undeserved guilt and and thinking that you know it's been been years it's too late to talk about it now like i should have just brushed it under the rug or anything like that Mm
4: -hmm. absolutely and there is still uh, so much stigma unfortunately i guess that's Mm -hmm. one of the biggest problems right you know that so yeah (laughs) made a bill for that that's the whole point of the show is ending the stigma on mental health (laughs) because yeah if you think about um about 74% of Americans, adults, you know, they experience at least one adverse experience, traumatic experience in their lifetime. 74%, almost 7%. I'm surprised it's that low.
1: I mean, just even the pandemic could be a trauma, traumatic oh, yes. for a lot of the people, you know what I mean? But right. I mean, more adults, and even if it's a one time assault, which is. Some people, um, a lot of my clients are like, well, my abuse wasn't that bad. It only happened once or whatever, but mm-hmm. even one time right. is bad enough. Or or they say, um, you know, at least I wasn't vaginally raped, but I was sodomized. Um, right. It's just, yes. there's no comparison. It should never happen to anyone. And it does affect our brain. It affects our trauma, right? You do a lot yep. of study Absolutely. with the brain Absolutely. and how we Absolutely. react
4: Absolutely. to things. Oh, absolutely, affects your whole history, especially if it's left untreated, but you're right. You know, a lot of people live with uh, that almost uh, minimization, right? Well, you know, it wasn't that bad, you know, or maybe, you know, if I didn't do this, it will not have happened. You know, things like that. Self-blame, which is true across um, PTSD overall, right? There is a Mm -hmm. lot of misconceptions. There are a lot of stereotypes, uh, unfortunately, to these days. Um, even like with uh, military PTSD, right? You know, they are dangerous, they are going to become violent, which is absolutely not true. Um, mm-hmm. Yet we are living with these beliefs, you know, every day. You know, not,
1: not just because someone's traumatized doesn't mean they become a predator. Um, in fact, some of the clients I've worked with are the nicest people, it would never do that, you know, to anyone. And um, a lot of people are afraid that that's what they look like, but not only that, the shame of and one client, you know, that um, was drugged and raped and blamed herself for leaving her drink unattended. Mm. Like, um, you know. yeah. That's a shame because we should be able to put our drink wherever we want and not have somebody drop something that's in it. You know what I mean? It's not right. our fault. It's just like, but working through that, you know, right. Right? And people are ashamed to come forward and things like that what kind of things do you find um are kind of coincide like um, um, that are relational to trauma and abuse and relationships and how people how people tolerate maybe abuse and things like that in their current relationships from past trauma
4: there is always, especially with a childhood trauma, there is always a component of attachment, right um attachment that is broken, and so inevitably you know there are a lot of self beliefs that are not necessarily the healthiest ones that get shaped around that, and inevitably people bring those uh, in their adult relationships, and so they can really have a bad bad impact on not only self view. Which is not even self-esteem, literally just self-view, and then mm-hmm. um, the way you contribute to a relationship, you know, um, in your adult uh, life. So that's uh, a very important component. There are uh, much, uh, much more studies right now coming out even about that. So we are not only looking at PTSD just from the lenses that we have known about in regards to PTSD, but now we are incorporating also attachment and um, studies related to that, which is very, very important.
1: Right. I mean, I can, I can agree. I've seen that a lot. I think that people that have been abused or traumatized that have not sought help feel like wounded birds. And we attract with it like what we feel within. If we feel broken or wounded within, we're going to attract other people that are
5: mm-hmm.
1: wounded within or look for them because we can relate, so to speak. After right. healing, and we build self confidence and find our true self, and mm-hmm. you know, realize I keep hearing the word feeling contaminated by abuse survivors, um, uh, feeling less than or naive or broken. When they get through that healing, then mm-hmm. they could find true love or true relationships because confident people attract confident people, you know, right. and and a lot of people think, um. A lot of survivors I also found and tell me if you agree that they feel they like, you know it's since they have been traumatized or abused or things that they're not worth someone's love or being yes. treated the right way. They're used to being abused, they're used to being put down verbally, mentally,
4: neglecting. You know, Absolutely. All of that. that's why I think you know self-compassion is so crucial to this and that's what i always say to my patients you know we can work on so much here we can you know do a lot of different things but you know if you don't have that you know it's going to be very hard self compassion is so important you know um because think about you know how much you know uh, people that are abused especially in childhood go through how much they had to do in order to survive right and so, and, and they did, right? They did, and uh, of course, they are suffering the consequences, but in the end, they are survivors. They did it, mm-hmm. right? And now they need to work on, you know, getting better and dealing with the consequences, but that can be done, you know, mm-hmm. and, but not without self-compassion, you know? So Absolutely. That's
1: I say all the time, we've survived the worst days of our lives 100% of the time up to today. So mm-hmm. to give yourself a pat on the back, and right. know that we have survivors, and the worst days of our lives never happen twice exactly the same. Anyway, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we do have a we do have a caller, Dr. Franco. We have Joel on the line. Hi, Joel. Thanks for calling in. Welcome to Moments of Clarity.
6: Hello, Tiffany. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. And all I can say, and thank you, ma'am, for joining us today. This is really good stuff, um, Dr. Franco. Um, Dr. Franco, thank you so very much. My pleasure. Um, All I can say is, wow, when you talked about the attachment issue and relationships, so Mm -hmm. I suffered from PTSD as a child, experienced abandonment, and um, for years I dealt with trust issues, even into my adult life. Mm
3: -hmm. And
6: I felt like I just wanted to belong to a group or I got in some – Bad relationships because I was looking for acceptance, right? And right. you know, it um, took me a long time to realize just why I did what I did, you know, why did I do those things? But eventually, it's not your, it's not your fault,
1: but go on, Sorry.
6: right? But for a long time, I felt it was right and that. What they would say to me and do to me, you know, impacted me in a huge way. And the fact that I was nothing and I was going to be nothing, I started to believe that because that's what I was told every day. So when I went into my adult life, I had so low self esteem, self worth, and I was just like, will anybody just accept me? Just anybody, you know? Doesn't matter that she drinks like alcohol like a fish and Mm. She has risky behaviors. It doesn't matter if she accepts me for me, or so I mm. thought. And so moving on, um, I got married in 96. And early in my marriage, I was still dealing with some trust issues. And obviously I get over that, and I worked through my problems, the ramifications from PTSD, CTPSD, et etc., et But when we would have arguments, like name of life, I never, ever put my hands on her, but what I would do was i would just walk away, go down to the basement, which was my, which is my main cave, but mm-hmm. that was the pattern I had as a child, right? of my mother being beaten like she was, you know, mm-hmm. I guess instilling me never putting hands on a woman. That's a whole different story. But, but walking um, away
1: sometimes can upset somebody too.
6: <laughs> just saying. Right. But that's just how I dealt with it, because um, the alternative wasn't something I wanted, right? I kept it Mm -hmm. raised within me, and I just tried to work it out in my head. And it it, it just kind of escalated, escalated, and it boiled over. It wasn't until I started seeing somebody, in my case, it was not a counselor, but my pastor, and I was able to work through all of those things, but this is what I discovered. And maybe Dr. Franco and Tiffany, you guys can agree. And that is dealing with something like PTSD, we have to be honest with ourselves and not pretend to be a way we're not. Not not try to give the counselor the pastor answers they may want to hear, but be transparent and be open in order to grow. Go for that. Yes, definitely.
1: Because yeah, you have
4: to be able to open that door and look what is inside in order to heal. There is, there is no another way. And it's a painful mm-hmm. journey, right? It is very a very painful. painful. Therapists aren't
1: psychics either. We
4: have to go by what <laughs> the
1: clients tell us. So unless you're w- willing to really open that wound and not just seek band-aid solutions, we can't really help unless that person is willing to be vulnerable and transparent. Right, Dr. Franco? Right
4: absolutely and there is no magic wand just like there is no <laughs> <I know. laughs> right you don't
5: have one either because you, no i want to know if i so find many, it <laughs> so many times
1: i've had to say that i don't own one but you know uh, i don't know no, can i just inter- interject one we, two we're two about to take our first break so go on
6: one really quick sure go ahead okay um dr franco would you agree that when this person might myself in in this case, when I I understand I am worthy and I am valuable and I am a significant person in society, when I believe that for myself, it opens up a whole new world. Absolutely. And everything was never my fault. Everything
4: was their problem, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And so it was a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's also Thank about you. kind of separating yourself from what happened to you because you're not what happened to you, right? That's very important. Right. Yes. Thank
1: you so much Joel for you. coming calling in Thank and for sharing. It's not Thank easy. You. And it's time for our first break and um, we do appreciate live callers 866 826 1340 866 826 1340 and um, we'll be back with Moments of Clarity in just a moment. Please stay tuned.
0: You're listening to Moments of Clarity with Tiffany Werner. We welcome your input at 866-826-1340. Tiffany will be right back after this. This is the Talk Radio Network.
2: Do you ask yourself any of these questions? Will I ever be able to get out of debt? Will I ever be able to retire? How am I going to pay for my children's education? How do I begin saving for my family's future? And if something were to happen to me, will my family be taken care of? Have you struggled in finding the answers? Forever Forward Financial can help answer these and many more questions about your financial future by teaching you how money works, by providing you the financial education you seek, by assisting you in making the right retirement or educational decisions that are best for you and your family, and by helping you take the necessary steps in establishing and meeting your financial goals. Please call us today and schedule your complimentary no obligation meeting to discuss your needs Concerns. The number, 727-422-7761.
5: Hi, this is Tiffany Warner, your host of Moments of Clarity. Living with a mental health disorder is not easy. If you or someone you know are struggling with this one, no, it's so important to seek treatment. Yeah, it's help looking help. at it. Please visit the website at Tiffany.com to view blog posts and resources on this site to help educate and inspire you to take action because there's no shame in seeking help for mental health. While you're there, please take a few seconds to sign up for my email list. You'll get some extremely valuable educational and entertaining content that can be sent right to your inbox each week. Plus, you'll also get instant and free access to my guide on managing your anxiety. You can also follow me on Twitter at M.O.C. See you with Tiffany and at Facebook at Tiffany Warner. And once again, the website is Moments of Clarity with Thank you so much for your support and for listening to your show because change can only come when we stand together as
0: one. This is the Tam Talk Radio Network. We are back to Moments of Clarity with Tiffany Werner. To join in the discussion, call 866 826 1340. Now, here's Tiffany Werner.
1: Hi, and thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you're just tuning in, this is Moments of Clarity. My name is Tiffany Warner. I am a licensed mental health counselor. I'm your host. And With me, uh, I have another local doctor and licensed clinical social worker that specializes with trauma and um, trauma care and abuse survivors, LGBT, and so much more. And I'm located in Brandon, Florida, not too far. So if you're hearing this on the radio, She's in our, our area. And welcome back, Dr. Franco. Thank you so much. Thank and, you. All um, right, we're having technical difficulties, so we might not be on live right this second virtually, but we still are on air live, just so you know, and um, listeners can also listen at Tantalk1340.com. And also, um, while we were on break, we have a caller waiting, and we have a caller, Alexis. Alexis, thank you so much for calling in. Welcome to Moments Clarity.
3: Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you so much, and welcome to the show. Do you have thanks a question a or I some?
3: Yeah. Um,
1: okay. Enjoy my show. I thank am, you, Alexis. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for listening.
3: Yeah, I I am gay, obviously, and um, I have a friend that I meet up with occasionally, and um, he has been to prison, and he, a lot more times than not, is not interested in any sexual activity. Could something like going to prison trigger some kind of um, lack of sex drive or something of that nature? And what can I do to help him overcome that?
4: Um, Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I guess what you're thinking is that probably was um, um, exposed to uh, trauma when he was in prison, right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, the thing to remember about trauma, just in a few words, because obviously this is a very complex um, um, topic, is that any traumatic experience is um, encoded and stored in your brain. And so a lot of times, you know, we don't even realize that, but that is happening. And when we are facing other situations like what you're describing now. So um, I'm not sure what is happening, why there is not much interest here. It may be that is related to that because what is happening in a situation like that is those traumatic experiences that are stored and encoded, they kind of hijack your whole brain and they come back and they may kind of affect different things. Um that that will definitely be one, especially because you're talking about intimacy. And um so there may be a lot of different factors involved that's time mm-hmm. from a traumatic experience.
3: Okay. I, I can't I agree it, like, more. We, we were we were intimate together before he went to prison and <clears throat> excuse me, it there was never an issue beforehand. And after he came out it's just like he he's interested but it's not he just he just can't get there from here
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. can i ask a question how long how long was he in prison and how long ago did he get out
3: uh he got out last year he was in for like i think five years maybe
1: so that's a long time and Mm -hmm. i have clients that that have come out of prison and even if they weren't abused or raped in prison or anything that they come out with their self-esteem and their feelings of self-worth and trying to readjust to society because five years is a long time so it's kind of hard for them to kind of grasp themselves a lot of people feel a lot of shame for whatever they did to put themselves in prison um it takes a second for them to kind of reintegrate into society and feel comfortable within themselves because there are a lot of um, ex-cons, so to speak, um, have trouble finding jobs, have trouble being themselves again. And, um, and there's a lot of good programs called second chances and other things that can help them not only find work, but also find their confidence back. And it might not just be a sexual thing. It might be, a, a way of feeling kind of mm, help me out, Dr. Franco. But
4: um. well, I always say, you know, ashamed that sex is not, and right because I that's something that I say a lot. You know, sex is never really about sex. Is about so many other things, including connection and intimacy and trust and safety, right? So there are so many components that you have to keep into consideration, you know, when dealing with something like that. Um, So it can be relational. It can just stem from what I was saying before: um, traumatic experiences. Um, You know, itself is, is traumatic.
1: I mean, Absolutely. Absolutely. I've never been to prison, but I've heard about it. It's traumatic, yes. especially right. if your partner's gay. I mean, they get, I don't know about every right. prison, but I do know that that's, you know, something that gets bullied a lot too in there um, and you never know what,
4: what mm. your friend experienced in there. It's traumatic exactly. on so many levels, yeah. Absolutely, and those are the things that you know. Unfortunately, you cannot push. You really need to. Um, it may need professional help. I mean, I don't know, but probably that will be one thing that I will consider um, because uh, trust is probably one of the major factors there. Safety and trust, not necessarily because he doesn't trust you, but um, right. the 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 way he feels trust is thwarted is not the way it was before. And and it needs to be um, reevaluated psychologically speaking from him. So oh. does it make sense? Yeah,
1: in prison yeah. you have to relearn things. It's different in the real world. You learn mm-hmm. like, how to make friends, how to get protection, how to get canteen. How to get, it's a it's a whole different way of survival in there. People make a life out of it, but I hear about it, a lot of things that it's mm-hmm. not I and mean, then they have to readjust to the way society you know, as a as a civilian is different than mm-hmm. in prison and from what i know right. and i don't know which fr- section your friend was in but they try to separate people that are in the lgbtq um you know in in that community from the actual general population of
3: people that aren't because mm-hmm. of um that everybody's just thrown in together life people with life sentences um people with short sentences gay straight questioning bisexual they don't care they just throw them all in there together and they don't care if they live or die so, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: so that was that's horrible that it's not that's different than when i hear it i guess every every facility is different and right. i i bet you he felt very vulnerable against mm-hmm. some other people there too i'm sure,
3: I'm sure. Yeah. He, he told me some things that he witnessed happen there and i, I can't i can't even imagine
1: so i think help and therapy would be I, I, would, I would say mandatory at this time to help
4: so even witnessing, even witnessing um I'm not sure mm-hmm. when I can imagine, but as we know, Tiffany, right, even witnessing um something mm-hmm. of that nature can cause a lot, so mm-hmm. yeah it,
1: witnessing bullying, being a bystander, not being able to do anything about it affects people just the same as the ones being bullied as well as the person doing the bullying. it's all psychological and different, but it affects everyone involved, yeah, right. But I would say to your friend, for you to continue to try to be gentle. Ask if he ever wants to talk about anything. Be there for him. Let him take his time, and um, and let him start to slowly, you know, find that comfort again. And okay. That that would be the best way to to help that connection with you. Yes, personally, but not only that, but help him feel supported.
4: And don't rush the right. the process either. You know, it may take mm-hmm. time, even for him to decide. You know, to work on this. Um, and so you you also need to be patient. I think you know when it comes to nope. that, we can never rush. You know, even the decision right. to seek help. You know. Thank you so okay. much, Alexis,
1: and good luck. And thanks for calling in and supporting Thank the you. show. Have a good day. No problem. Thank, you so, Thank
3: you so much. Good luck. Thank, Thank you. you bye bye.
1: Bye. There's so much trauma in so many different areas. And uh, we have a caller waiting. We have a caller, Joe. Hi, Joe. Thanks for calling in. Welcome to of Clarity. Hi, Tiffany. My name is Joe. How are you? Hi, Joe. Thanks for calling in. First time caller, I think. Yes, first time caller. Uh, <laughs> well, welcome to the show. Thanks for calling in. How can we help?
7: Yeah, um, I heard your your last topic about um bullying and whatnot. And I have a I have a twelve year old daughter who went through some bullying, and she went through some. She went through like some. She got and got some psychiatric help, was hospitalized, and everything. But now, how do I, how do I make it so that not so that even if she just gets made fun of, it's not about like oh they were bullying me, and not just how do I make that clear to her that it's not bull? that there's a difference between bullying and sometimes kids are just teasing and. Especially if, like, how old
1: did you say she was? She's 12. 12. So even boys that like her are going to tease and it's not bullying, they actually like her. <laughs> Dr. Brinko, what do you think? Yes.
4: At that age, you know, is when her, um, view of self is really shaping you know and and it's such a vulnerable time i think i will work more on cultivating that you know what she sees in herself her strengths her insights you know about herself more than focusing on the outside you know what people are going to say they're going to make fun of me or things like that um what is my worth and what is my um what, what type of power do I really want to give to other people? Because you know, if I listen, I'm giving them power. But if I stay and just uh, consider my own worth, um, they are not going to be able to touch me and impact me. That's what I say to my kids. You know, when um, things like that come up, because of course um, they're going to come up for every kid. You know, as they confront, you know, relationships outside of their families. You know, they're confronting the world, right? friends. And, and right. so it's important to have them refocus on what they can control. Um, and in my opinion, it's always about, so who am I, right? And why do I want to give importance and power to other people when I can actually just take care of me, right? And that's not necessarily important. So I would suggest working on those type of things with her. Okay.
1: And Dr. Franco, what do you think about if the um, child starts to overreact after being bullied and becomes, um, has their guard up and overreact. Over like hypersensitive. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and reacts from- negatively to something right. not like a big deal. What would you say?
4: And that comes from, from some of the things that we were talking about before, because bullying is a form of trauma. So that happened to her before, right? So even if right now is not happening, that experience is still there. Like I was saying before, it's um, encoded in her brain. And so mm-hmm. it's, it, it makes sense and is a very normal response that is going to sometimes you know, uh, come up and kind of even kind of like change her perception of what is really happening, okay? So, you know, sometimes it helps to work on emotional regulation, you know, understanding what is happening, understanding why it's happening is normal. So you can normalize it. But what can you do at that point? Um, Regaining that control is crucial here, Um, Mm -hmm. but you can do it that way. So it's kind of like two different things. Okay.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. I agree, I agree. So many of the kids on my caseload, you know, that have been bullied. And it probably triggers and blends together when it's not somebody bullying, and um, to be able to decipher what's really bullying, and to not react um, out of emotion just because every situation can't trigger that one time either. Um, yes. and to and to not change because it'd be a shame for a twelve-year-old to be, you know, bullied and then have every situation be such a big deal even if it wasn't yeah I mean, definitely you know let her learn self-defense or something <laughs> give her some strength or,
4: or <laughs> too, absolutely. You, know, self, That's you know
1: if so, yeah. to give her some karate lessons or taekwondo or something so that she doesn't feel bullied all the time and maybe then she won't associate some you know playful teasing which is what middle schoolers do you know like I don't know, nice bow in your hair or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a boy that actually likes her or something. You never know. And you right. know, that's what that's how middle schoolers are. Mm-hmm. But to if she doesn't learn some self-defense and feels vulnerable, she might associate every single thing to the time she was bullied before and hospitalized or seeing a psychiatrist. So mm-hmm. just don't give up on her and just keep being a good mom. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you are one. Thank you so much. Sounds like you're a very good mom. <laughs> Thank you. you. That's a good work. And thanks Thank for you so in.
7: much for your advice. And 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 we will and, and I will take that to heart. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Have a good day. It's time
1: for our you second too. break. <laughs> Bye. And have a good day. And then we have a caller waiting. So we're going to go our second break and we'll be back with moments of clarity in just a moment. Don't forget, you can call in 866 826 1340. 866 826 1340. And for those of you listening on the radio and, um, and we're looking for us virtual, we had some technical difficulties. But right after the show, you can see us live at youtube.com forward slash MOC with Tiffany shortly after we're off the radio. Uh, that's youtube.com forward slash MOC with Tiffany. But for now, we'll take our second break and we'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned.
0: We will return to moments of clarity with Tiffany Warner after these messages. This is the Tam Talk Radio Network.
2: If you are like most people, you worry with the financial challenges you face today. How do you protect your family from financial ruin? How will you reduce your liabilities and get out of debt sooner? And how can you deal effectively with the constant changes in your job, your career, and your business? Overcoming your financial challenges is like building a house. You must build from the ground up. You must learn how to make more money save more money, grow your money, and protect your money. Forever Forward Financial specializes in teaching you these four basic money skills so you can achieve your dreams and end your worry. Call us today and schedule your complimentary no-obligation meeting to discuss your needs and concerns. Call Scott Bigley at 727-422-7761. Are you looking for a great book? If you like to root for the underdog, Joe Potosi's book is a book for you. A real American Odyssey that will grab your attention with its fast moving narrative. You won't be able to put this masterpiece down. When the Dust Settled by Joe Potosi. Go to Amazon, Barnes and Noble, or Zulin Press.
5: Hi, this is Tiffany Warner, your host of Moments of Clarity. Living with a mental health disorder is not easy. If you or someone you know are struggling with this, please know it's so important to seek treatment and I'm here to help. Please visit the website at momentsofclaritywithtiffany.com to view blog posts and resources on this site to help educate and inspire you to take action because there's no shame in seeking help for mental health. While you're there, please take a few seconds to sign up for my email list. You'll get some extremely valuable, educational, and entertaining content that can be sent right to your inbox each week. Plus, you'll also get instant and free access to my guide on managing your anxiety. You can also follow me on Twitter at MOC with Tiffany and at Facebook at Tiffany Warner. And once again, the website is momentsofclaritywithtiffany.com. Thank you so much for your support and for listening to your show because change can only come when we stand together as one. Hi, this is Tiffany Warner, your host of Moments of Clarity. I'd like to give a shout out to musician, songwriter Don Lawson, who both produced and performed all the vocals and instruments on my Moments of Clarity theme song. Don gained his inspiration as a mental health counselor himself. He's always looking for artists to record his songs. And you can hear more of Don's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Don Lawson. You can also check him out on Twitter at Don Lawson Music. Thank you so much, Don, for your contribution to Moments of Clarity and ending the stigma on mental health. It's
0: awesome. This is the Talk Radio Network. Now back to Moments of Clarity with Tiffany Werner, licensed mental health counselor. To engage in the conversation, call 866-826-1340. Here's Tiffany.
1: Hi, we're back, and thank you so much for tuning in. This is Moments of Clarity. My name is Tiffany Warner. I'm a licensed mental health counselor. And I'm your host. And today we have Dr. Laura Franco, who has been very helpful expert in post-traumatic stress and LGBT and adults over 18 and local in Brandon, Florida. And um, I agree with everything she said. i like her so much. (laughs) Welcome back to Moments of Clarity, Dr. Franco. And um, before we went to break, we were talking about PTSD, but we also have a caller waiting. Caller Kirk. Hi, Kirk. Thank you so much for calling in.
7: Oh, absolutely. Hi, Kirk. I, uh, it's always a pleasure. How are you doing, Tiffany?
1: I'm doing good. Doing good.
7: Well, um, I heard your last caller with the bullying and, uh, yeah. I thought that was a great question. I know my, both of my nieces are struggling with, um, with that. Um, especially the older one cause she lost her father and I think she's just kind of a little lost oh. in life. Um, but I thought the advice was really good. I know that just, I really especially liked what, uh, Suggested about making sure she feels empowered and not letting the you know a bully or somebody else make them feel, um, like less of a person. Um, so really wonderful, Dr. Frank. Agreed, just be. Um, and one of the things that uh I have a question about is, um, I know you were talking about with the prison and stuff like that. Um And from my understanding, you specialize in, uh, you know, sex therapy and some other things as well. Is that correct?
1: She's Um, a doctorate of sexology, but likes to practice other things, right?
7: My main question for you was, uh, I I was really hypersexual when I was very young. Um, I had bipolar, but even at the age of six, I was sexually interested in females. Um, Have you noticed or have you seen, is that a pretty common factor with mental health issues? I mean, I'm bipolar one and OCD. Um, Is that something that's fairly common? Um, And is there any advice that you'd have for people that maybe have a child? Um, That's one thing that we've also noticed with, um, you know, uh, my niece uh, is that she's very interested in it and it almost seems a little bit much for an 11-year-old. Do you have some advice for parents on maybe how to help guide their children towards uh, you know, making the right decisions and understanding their body and also understanding there's nothing wrong with the curiosity?
4: Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, it can be a trait in uh, or a manifestation with bipolar 1, actually, um, especially with uh, manic episodes, so that can be part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, generally speaking, though, even outside of uh, diagnosis um, like bipolar, it can be um, related to what kids are exposed to. And right, as that's what I know, was going to say. These days, unfortunately, you know, with internet and, you know, um, kids have access to pretty much everything you can imagine. And I think it's very important to have boundaries um, with that. But also, you know, kind of like what I was um, talking with um, the previous caller, you know, the importance of self-worth and understanding who you are and um, your value. Uh, especially for girls, you know, when it comes to sex and self-image and um, things of that nature. Because, of course, at that age, they don't have the uh, skills, right, cognitively to understand consequences. um, So they can get into a lot of um, issues. And um, because they cannot predict what is going to happen if they make a particular choice. Their, Their brain cannot do that. So um, I think as parents, you know, that's our role. You know, we have to foster, you know, uh, self-knowledge, self-worth, um, and and also help them with having limits and having boundaries, especially with exposure, you know, to social media. And, and it's so easy,
1: too. Um, just yesterday, I was trying to figure out how to hook up um, something on my Mac computer, and I accidentally hit enter before... I wrote the word hookup. How do you hook up? And I hit enter. And all this stuff came. But I wasn't wasn't finished writing my sentence. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And all of this stuff started. I'm like, ah, like I don't want algorithms for this popping up on my phone. But how do you hook up and then like by accident i hit enter and i forget exactly what i was trying to do i was trying to hook up my wi-fi to the AirPods right. or something but i wasn't finished and you know all these kids are doing virtual school right now and all you have to do is by accident hit enter before finishing a sentence awesome. and bam it was like what and so yeah and we what? just have a few minutes even in the mainstream
7: but, um i know i well uh, that brings me to you know on Netflix, they even have that that show Cuties, which really bothers me. Um, and we tried to, but uh, you know, I, I guess my last question would be, um, when you say drawing boundaries, uh, we have like screen protection for the girls we have, yeah, some, like, that
1: doesn't work completely.
7: I, mean, I doesn't, know, does it doesn't just like what
1: of- the example I use. like, just I mean, they can protect from some stuff, but you type in the word
4: pride and stuff comes in, like, it can. Yes, a lot of kids they know how to. A lot of kids they know how to get around it, right? <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, yes. these days, they, if you they, have a problem with your computer, you give it to your youngest child so they can fix it. It's like, it's like you don't have to call a computer technician. So or anything. my my main. But question yeah, Kirk. Is if one you thing had I a did. child
7: that saw something, if if they saw something um, and because they, they eventually will and they'll find a way around it, um, mm-hmm. what's the best way to present what they found? What's the I, best way think, to approach a child that's just seen something?
4: I think um, it will be important to ask them about um, what are their questions, what do they want to know about that, uh, how do they feel about watching whatever they have watched, um, things of that nature. So you want to ask open questions that mm-hmm. kind of help you or help them you know, in really processing what just happened. Um, and of course, you know, your openness to that is fundamental too. And, and I'm sure, you know, you have talked to them already about many different things, but the kids will know, you know, when uh, they can ask something and when they cannot. Um, and so I think it's important that you can uh, give that uh, feeling, right. That you can come to me and you can talk to me about these things. If you have questions, we can talk about it, even if it's hard. Um, because otherwise, are going to Right, right. Because otherwise, um, well, first of all, they're going to think there is an issue, you know, maybe it's something that is not okay to talk about and they're going to try to find a different Mm -hmm. way to learn about it, which is not good. Before when the virtual
1: uh, school started um, and Zoom was getting hacked, somebody um, sent a very graphic video of a man raping a horse. And a lot of kids saw it, including one of mine. And I think also to be sure to talk about what's healthy and what's not, and that some of the things on TV is not what happens when we grow up and get married and have families. That there's some people that is made up. It's not real. It's not everyone's thing. It's and however you as a parent or you know mm-hmm. an uncle want to do that, but to tell them you know that that's not how. A lot of people are, and that—that that was pretty sick of them to send it, and you know, kind of go through that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it just—I mean, it was even something I'd never seen before. It was just, mm-hmm. but that—in um, that. your own words—to be able to say, you know, that's not what you know, mommies and daddies do after they get married, and mm-hmm. um, a lot of it's made up. And I'm sorry that you saw that. And then, like, of course, I'm just picking, backing off of Dr. Franco, but to ask if they had any questions and that kind of stuff. Because that's very scary for them to think that that's what, you know, sex Absolutely. is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Kirk, Do I have you, to let you well, go because we only have four minutes well, left. And I wanted
7: to let Dr. Really Franco
1: close up. But thanks so much for calling in. And that was a great question. So thanks. Thank have you. a great day, Kirk.
7: Appreciate it. Thanks for the advice. Bye-bye. You're doing a
1: great thank job. You. Thanks. Bye. So we do have three minutes left. So this is where I really want followers to follow you and to find your practice. And um, so when people want to hire you, I know that you take pretty much every insurance as well as Tricare and, and so do I, So um, this is great to have someone local. It should take 30 minutes away from me. It's fun. Right. So you know, Instagram and your company and everything. Please let us know yes. how to contact you.
4: Instagram, uh, especially because um, it started not too long ago and I never had Instagram before. Uh, So it's a new experience for me. And I have to say it came, um, it was one of my um, younger patients' idea, um, 20, 22 years old, because of course that's what they do, right, Instagram. Um, But the idea was great because it was about... um, uh, you know, giving some um, tips and and thoughts, you know, uh, that even people that are not in therapy can use. So that's what I try mm-hmm. to do a lot. Um, and then I added something that is only mine, because as you know, as therapists, uh, what we do is very complex. And my experience um, is always so. Uh, there are so many emotions, so many things, so many thoughts that come out. Yeah, right? it's um,
1: always different.
4: And I had to find an outlet, and I and I write a lot. Um, so what mm. I'm trying to do when I have the time, because I'm not always finding the time, but try to put down my thoughts too about what is the thera- therapist experience um, in doing this work and um, facing certain things with your patients. Um,
1: yeah, first and
4: responders think, and therapists need help too. <laughs> we absorb
1: absolutely. a lot of stuff, and we're not on talk. So, so let's follow so, you. Laura C Franco, Doctor, what's your um, Instagram thing? We only got two Instagram minutes. We're gonna is, get uh, cut off. So, Instagram is. Go ahead. We're gonna get cut off. So Instagram, what's your Instagram is.
4: Uh, Instagram is. Dr. Laura C Franco. F
1: R A N C O, and yes. you're also on Facebook as well, and LinkedIn. Uh, and yes. Uh, Laura Franco as well. Laura, Doctor Laura um, Franco, Facebook. and on LinkedIn, <laughs> Doctor Laura. Yes, and uh, Facebook is Life Solution Services. Life <laughs> Solution Services. Solutions or services? Services. All right, Life, Life Solution, Solution Services Service. on Facebook. And um, post-show, we'll have all of Dr. Franco's links on mocwithtiffany.com forward slash show, mocwithtiffany.com forward slash show to get all her links and everything. And then follow us on YouTube. You'll see us live in um with the show. And, and thanks for all the callers. That, took so, that takes a lot of courage. And thanks for everything. Always thanks, fun. Ed. Thanks, team. Yeah. Thanks, Building Beyond yeah. Me. L-U-T-A-M. And L-U-T-A-M. Everyone. L-U-T-A-M. Take care. Have a great day. Be kind to yourself and a stranger. You never know. what you UZHR.